Hello everyone, another teacher's coffee. Actually, the last teacher's coffee of 2020 is on air. Hello to my lovely uh, co-presenter. Hello, George. And um, um, we're going to tell you in a minute, uh, after a minute, who is our guest for today. A very special friend of ours and a very lovely and exceptional teacher. Hello, everyone. Oh. Hello, Natasha. I know the previous time I said that I wouldn't be here, but uh, you know I couldn't I couldn't do without you. So yeah, how could I possibly miss this last show of the year? Actually, not of the season. And uh, you know I'm so happy to be here, and I'm even happier regarding today's guest, which I think you should have the privilege of presenting her to us. Well, uh, it's a privilege because she's a very special friend of mine and I consider her a very trustworthy and a very responsible person in general. Uh, that's why I always uh, seek for her advice uh, concerning any kind of matter. We've talked about a lot of different things throughout the years that we've known each other, which are many. We won't reveal how many, though. So today, uh, in order to talk to us about teaching and storytelling from a distance, uh, we have our special friend, Mrs. Zafi Mandali. Welcome, Zafi. Welcome to you all. I'm so happy to be back. Hi, uh, George. Hi, Natasha. Um, all the uh, listeners of Teachers Coffee, I am happy to be back and sharing some of uh, my, let's say, experience. And then let's all hope that uh, next year we won't be talking about the word distance, which is a very trendy and a very usual one throughout the whole year of 2020. Um, well, um, who doesn't wish that? Uh, nine uh, months after the first shutdown, we are still on uh, distance uh, teaching, but I think we're a bit better. Uh, we're facing new challenges, but at least we can fight off the WebEx situation, for example, it's better. And we've learned our way around technology so much. Um, but still, I am, everybody wants to have the expression of the students and to be sharing um, experience and knowledge face to face, eye to eye. Of course, Zafi, you're so right. Uh, so today, as I have already mentioned uh, in the posts around Facebook, we're going to be talking about um, teaching and storytelling from a distance. I believe that you're an expert in storytelling. If I think of the word storytelling, I immediately think about you. Can you explain a little bit more? Uh, because you have created a very nice uh, project that includes storytelling as well, and I would like you to start from that. And then we will continue with uh, nine months later what the situation of storytelling and teaching in general is about. I'm very gladly, Natasha. Uh, well, uh, storytelling is a tool, as we all know. 
And the reason why we uh, I stick so much to that it's uh, because I think that it touches the heart of people. It uh, sends worthy messages, and it just involves everybody. And by involving students in telling, is you're actually activating their language. Now, under the certain um, uh, under these circumstances, of course, we cannot have the normal type of storytelling where it's a uh, an exchange of experience and just in front of everybody. Telling your uh, story in a, a fine presentation, oral style, in front of many people. We can't do that, so we had to divert. So this year, um, I've introduced the telling of uh, the stories of paintings. Now, that's a fantastic and, and uh, a fantastic idea, and uh, in practice, it has shown to be so, uh, because what I'm trying to do is to uh, lead uh, students into the uh, world of art art into the world of um, uh, paintings and painters. Um, um, there are actually, uh, it's this part of it, and the second part is telling the story of uh, worthy people, of people that left uh, their mark in the world. Where would you like me to start from? You choose. We don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm full of ears listening to you. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> oh, let me have some water first. Listen, <clears throat> the easiest part would be to start from um, the story of the people that left their mark in the world. I mean, why is that easier? Because um, what you do is you introduce your um, uh, students to certain um, um, personalities that can come from all uh, areas. I mean, they could be musicians, they could be writers, they could be footballers. Um, and uh, then what you ask them to do is um, to um, find as much information as they can about these people and um, uh, uh, make PowerPoint presentations sometimes they impersonate these people and they present to everybody and how do they present um, of course it's a PowerPoint uh, but we've gone beyond that PowerPoint I mean I see all types of different types of uh, presentation uh, ways um, and um, they're so expert I just cannot catch the, the kids there so I think that would be easier I mean I've uh, received um, uh, projects on uh, Ed Sheeran uh, who is a musician, um, again, Louis Armstrong with his music attached, uh, some rappers from um, Afghanistan, uh, even Maria Callas, of course. I mean, you have uh, the whole range. You have uh, you go from classic to um, uh, the very modern ones. You might have footballers, for example, um, students have given me about Messi, directors, all type of things. So like um, with weaker groups, uh, we started with the story of uh, uh people that left their mark in the world and we explain the kids have to explain why they chose this person and what this person has done to improve to make our world better um, so there's a lot of positivity flying around because you see this inspiring you hear these inspiring stories um, don't you think that's enough <laughs> what I said about it well, I think it's quite interesting, and to tell you the truth, um, I like the fact that they have to create something that they like, because they're into it. You try to, to approach their interests and incorporate them in their everyday storytelling lessons and generally presentation lessons. 
Yeah, um, okay, let's, um, what you do is you give them a leaflet with uh, some characters, some people that you suggest uh, with a very basic fact about their lives, okay? Um, but they need to go and do all the research. So what they do is they employ their, themselves uh, in research area. They go on the internet, they isolate those parts of the um, uh, artist or person they're talking about that uh, they find most uh, uh, interesting uh, then they compile this information out of the whole you know range of information they have to isolate the best parts then they have to put it into um, um, uh, into presentation um, uh, form and uh, as I said they have a variety of such forms um, and I mean uh, um, I, it escapes but even Thingling, for example, and um, they go into um, recording their voices. Some will even record themselves, and the very daring uh, should even impersonate the person. Um, and then it's presenting. So you're actually having presentation skills, lots of digital skills, and lots of language skills. I must say that I'm impressed with all these uh, processes that you have described, Zafi, and I think they all refer to active learning so much, uh, which in a way they guarantee the result. Um, kids are experiencing the language, so it becomes in a way, you know, part of their own. And of course, they have the chance to personalize. However, I would like to stress that um, I think there is an important detail here. And yes, maybe I can compare with my childhood, but back when we were kids, we did have access to all these personas. We did have access to all this history through the media. What I can see right now is that a new generation does not have access to these people. They don't, they, they are not even sometimes aware that they exist. And it's not out of indifference, it's that there, there are not enough stimuli right now in the media, newspaper, press, that would actually give them um, this extra push to go and find more about these people. And I think it's extremely important that this initiative and this stimuli and this, um, uh, how can I say, motive is, is given through school and of course through education, in that case through this um, techniques that you have just described. Um, well, this is our uh, job, George. Um, you, we don't want to get bored. In fact, uh, the teachers of English are pioneers in just about everything. If you log on into teacher sites, you will be amazed about all these uh, new apps that they are using to uh, introduce new material in um, in their lessons. But um, it's a bit dangerous there because what's happening, we are so engrossed into the new thing that we are, I think, sometimes forgetting to be asking material from students. Lately, uh, I'm insist I've insisted on one thing. Uh, don't tell me, I mean, to my teachers, don't tell me how you differentiate show um, work of the kids. I mean, I want the kids to be activated and um, technology has done lots of good things, but um, it uh, 
um, might, I mean, the distancing and this exchange of uh, oral um, uh, communication is a kind of a problem. Uh, at, at this point, as an educator, what I want to be um, focused on is how can I get the most out of the teacher. I want them to have central role in the educational stage. And lately, I repeat, in all the sites, which I'm so impressed and I can hardly follow all the new things coming out. Um, I mean, there was the Advent calendar and then there was a digital library, for example, we learned uh, this year to do. And then this um, digital uh, um, uh, gallery that I uploaded in Teachers um, uh, Coffee, which, of course, with the help of my colleagues who are there. And But it's not so much what we do, it's also what we get out of them. It's really important for me. That's so true, Zafi, and I'm very happy that you give them this uh, initiative to express their voices. Uh, but um, how do you manage to do it now with uh, the online learning? I mean, how can you incorporate this uh, kind of involvement uh, <laughs> with the everyday burden of, you know, having to log in, having to be online all the time, um, the things that the, the failure of the Internet sometimes, because we have noticed quite a lot of uh, problems as far as the platforms are concerned lately. So how do you manage to get by? I mean, I want to listen to your experience and I would like to, to listen to your suggestions because I know that you always have many suggestions to, to give us. Okay, if you were here, you would see me smiling. I mean, there's a white smile to my face. You're right. Um, I can imagine you. I, can, I have seen you in your natural environment. I can imagine everyone out of your okay. office waiting for your, your opinion. Okay, uh, listen, uh, the secret to what I'm saying here is that um, you need to involve kids in doing their own research. Um, I mean, I don't spend a lot of time uh, in the class. What they get is they get a leaflet, uh, for example, with the paintings, and now we're talking about the um, uh, people that changed the, um, or left their mark in the world. So they get a leaflet, which is illustrated and everything, and also they get their teacher uh, giving directions. And what they do, either um, in uh, groups of two or three, but not more, or or individually, mostly individually, they'll select that material that interests them. They'll just escape from the reality of the classroom, which is like doing maths and learning the history and everything. And they are allowed to go and choose that person that interests them. And I mean, I had suggestion and nothing to do with what I suggested or even with paintings. Um, with paintings, I'm, I'm literally um, what I, I'm, I'm swept, swept away. You know why? Because I thought I knew so much about paintings and I have like 12 and 14 year olds giving paintings that I had never seen only because of course the whole um, um, family is involved in that thing um, because they have to go beyond they have to go and research so I don't think this is quite um, homework and they 
don't see it as that. Um, sometimes they will just bring the personality that is close to them. And because they're interested in the matter, uh, that is what um, um, makes it good. And you know what? Of course, not everybody will respond immediately. But what will happen is you'll have the eager ones who come up and give you their uh, work. So you upload their work. And this is the secret, of course, because you go to Edmodo, you put it on the wall. We have the storytelling site of our school and we upload everything. So even the ones who are more timid or less confident, they'll see, they'll model the, the good ones. So you, you have the... Um, children um, taking the first step and then you have followers and even the ones who are really not doing much at least they've learned so much I mean I am learning from them well that's the spirit of teaching I think <laughs> that we're all yeah. students as well besides being teachers right well, exactly. And uh, you don't want to do the, uh, I mean, passive voice. And uh, I mean, the amount of passive voice that has been used in um, a description of paintings uh, is amazing. And it comes naturally. You don't need to teach uh, grammar and everything. It just flows in. Uh, post that you had on Teachers Coffee today. Can you elaborate on this a little bit more? Because I, I loved it. Uh, what was this project all about? Is this the one that you talked about just before when you talked about the paintings? Was the one that you posted on Teachers Coffee group? Uh, well, actually, the reason that I posted it is because I wanted to illustrate my, uh, let's say, point a bit uh, further for those ones who are interested. Um, so what you saw is this gallery of paintings that was uh, prepared by Sara Sulu, who is uh, a teacher at a school, and uh, quite a few more, but I mean, she particularly did this one. Um, and what happens here is that at some point, you have a lot of paintings to uh, display so um, it's it's better if you uh, create different um, uh, areas where uh, lots of uh, uh, paintings are uploaded so that gallery as you see it, uh, it has got some paintings and if you press onto that you'll hear the student um, talking about either the story of the painting uh, or the painter himself and of course uh, you need to be lenient because I mean some of them are like Sigma Tav like they are uh, 12 years old they are 11 years old um, uh, the older ones uh, I did ha upload some um, uh, from like 15 years old but um, imagine that these are uh, young children walking their first steps I think into the world of art and um, now if you see your work presented, don't tell me that you are not um, uh, enthused to go on and do more. That's exactly the spirit and um, that's exactly how you achieve motivation uh, in an indirect way. And uh, this is one of the main mechanisms here that really, really work. And I think you have, you have um, uh, struck a chord here uh, with these kids. Uh, but I know that many of our listeners may, you know, want to know how you integrate this in your syllabus. Let's say time-wise. Are we talking about 
specific sessions during the semester? Are we talking about, let's say, one hour per week? Are we talking about this being part of the general flow of your course book? How do you manage with this? Okay. Um, so now I'm going to talk about the um, story of paintings and how we incorporate that in our um, uh, lessons. Um, as you know, Elino Germanikiagogi is uh, a quite uh, um, into everything, but also very traditional school. In other words, we have exams at the end of the year. We have to strike very good results there as well. Um, we have exam classes and everything. Uh, storytelling, whether it is the stories of, uh, I mean, story stories or uh, the stories of paintings, uh, won't take more than, say, three to four sessions, uh, and that's it. What do I mean? Um, initially, how we went with the storytelling of paintings was that I myself um, did the uh, story of uh, Vincent van Gogh. And I took the artist from the beginning and then I focused on one of his painting, uh, the one with his um, uh, cut ear. Okay, and I said that, um, I mean, unfortunately, we don't have picture here, but it was Vincent with his ear cut. Uh, and then, of course, if you tell the story of Vincent, I mean, uh, come on, you've got everybody there. So what I did is I uh, made a PowerPoint. I had a voiceover. And so everybody was able to hear me and uh, the teachers played that, shared that on uh, the, their Webex, but they had to uh, stop it from time to time because they had to ask questions about, I mean, he lived in Belgium and then he worked um, and he had his brother Theo. I mean, questions like that because to involve everybody. So in a way, they had their storyteller, which was me. Then they got a leaflet which uh, talked about the language of paintings. Now, that is a very important leaflet um, because how are you going to talk about paintings if you don't know about the language of paintings? And George, I'm going to ask you now, what do I mean when I say the language of paintings? What do you think I mean? maybe what the painter had in mind when he was painting or she was painting the, um, uh, this uh, piece of art or maybe what is the message conveyed? Um, not quite, George. <laughs> um, the language of painting is that uh, different during uh, different ages we have had different um, uh, let's say versions of art. I mean, art changes according to their uh, at the period. For example, uh, in the Middle Ages, they uh, dress differently and they express themselves differently. And um, uh, for example, when we talk of the language of paintings, we're talking about realism. For example, like Edward Manet, which is uh, so good to describe realism because I mean it's there. I mean, uh, then you have to focus on on the picture um, another language of painting is impressionism which personally is my favorite and then of course you have uh, cubism another language of painting which personally um, it's Chinese to me but I mean kids do like it and uh, many people like it and pop art um, is another language of painting 
So when I talk of um, Gustav Klimt, for example, um, and uh, I'm talking about um, uh, a certain type of work, of course you'll say this is too much for the kids. Uh, not really. If you have in your PowerPoint one very representative painting by that particular artist. Is that clear up to now? Absolutely, yes, and Zafi, I think that nothing is too much for the kids, to tell you the truth. It depends on how we serve the message and how we deliver the message to them. Uh, I believe that they can, they can actually process and understand everything we give them if we give them the right way and the interesting way too. Not, not in a, in a boring way. And I think that uh, with a combination of technology and everything that you usually incorporate, your message is totally delivered and they can totally address to that. I, that's my instinct. And I have seen your students as well. So I must say that the results are very uh, impressive. Well, I, I might, you know, get some students to come and talk to you about <laughs> the language of painting now that you mention it. But anyway, let me go on. So once you've said a few things about, um, let's say, um, an impressionistic, like this is an impressionistic painting. Why is it impressionistic? Because it seems to be unfinished in detail, because it is not accurate in detail, like realism, for example. Um, so they... Um, they, they and then what you do I mean what we did uh, because this is a, a teamwork because nothing works uh, on its own thankfully I have a very strong team and we all do this together and then of course I gave suggested paintings and we said okay this is um, uh, the diet we're giving you um, look at your um, room look at your house tell me um, what kind of paintings uh, you have and uh, also go to a virtual um, um, gallery go I mean into a gallery and press into the virtual gallery and you'll see some paintings and we also um, gave some Raitis and Akrithakis and the Gonopoulos I mean we did also in Include some Greek ones um, and um, uh, then of course we said talk to your art teacher I think that was not easy to do because under the circumstances uh, but I said talk to your parents and find out what interests you so that in itself uh, was some sort of research what do you think <laughs> Absolutely, Zafi, yes. Research and uh, initiative that you offer them the opportunity to undertake. Exactly. And then, of course, they go into the uh, presentation. Um, uh, uh, um, I mean, recently I was um, on Facebook, I, I, I saw this Potoon tool. And I said it looks good. And I received like two or three of a presentation in, with this tool. And I'm just amazed because I, I don't know how to work it. And I get uh, uh, presentations uh, in that form. And um, what does that mean? What is that? that? What is that? I have never heard of it. <laughs> what <laughs> yes. is that tool? Uh, Google it. Pontoon. Pontoon is a presentation um, tool. 
It's uh, something that, like PowerPoint. You can incorporate your voice. Uh, it, can, it can incorporate video. And um, I mean, there's an advertisement on, on, on Facebook, like 38, uh, for example, um, um, I don't know, dollars, uh, something. Um, and I mean, I, I was really uh, struck that uh, some kids would already present something using this tool, which I did not know exist. Um, but most, of course, will go for PowerPoint with voiceover and um, they find transitions and, um, you know, uh, timing themselves, um, which is um, which is working within the spirit of um, of our time, I would say. And so um, instead of allowing, say, the uh, 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 the, the storytelling to um, uh, what to weaken, we kind of strengthened it um, because the kids uh, do the research and they go to the leaflet and the leaflet also talks about journalistic questions. I mean, journalistic questions like who, um, okay, who painted, uh, when, uh, how big is that, um, um, is it the oil, uh, um, the uh, where and the why, so all these journalistic questions. And um, there is a secret, even with very weak students, to uh, do a presentation of uh, paintings. Before I tell you, I want to ask George. George, if you were to get the story of a painting from, um, let's say, weak student, how would you go about it? Um, maybe with simply um, demonstrating a picture from the painter that uh, I would like to allow the kid to elicit something or brainstorm something and leave him completely free, you know, speak his mind. And then I would start giving him little, you know, hints, uh, guiding him through uh, to maybe find and discover um, what I'm looking for. Or George, and I'm saying this for the teachers, um, what they, what you can do, you can ask him such questions that uh, the answers of which uh, are actually the description of the painting. Um, because you go into details like, um, okay, who painted it, um, how big is the painting, what do you see in the painting, what about the colors, I'm really excited, for example, with uh, colors, and uh, that was one reason why I chose Vincent uh, in his later part of his uh, life with all this fantastic yellow and purple and all that. Um, but you can give a painting and your questions are such that the answers form the um, description or let's say the story of the painting. So you direct him actually. Yeah, that's quite uh, that's quite nice uh, because um, in that way they will answer, whereas they might not believe that they would be able to present something as a whole. So, Zafi, yeah. listening to all those projects that you have mentioned so far, would you say that online, uh, the online existence, <laughs> the online teaching, uh, has not prevented you in any way as far as storytelling and teaching itself is concerned? Uh, no, I cannot. Uh, I never lie, of course. I, uh, Of course, I want to see the sparkle in the eyes and uh, nothing can replace uh, 
the value of being on stage or in front of people and communicating a message that has, because I mean, what we are talking here, a presentation, for example, in PowerPoint or what have you, um, you are like protected <laughs> because you're in um, your environment and you're not, a, um, uh, uh, you're not pressed uh, by the, uh, audience which might be distracting so I mean you're deprived of this type of training which the actual storytelling is going to bring to you um, but we're making the best of the circumstances really um, I, I think uh, what can we do uh, we need to transform and uh, that's what we're doing uh, yeah I think that's the message maybe for the final episode of uh, 2020. Let's all transform <laughs> and adjust. <laughs> yes, exactly. And um, um, because, I mean, uh, many kids have not uh, given our projects yet, they'll have to be working over Christa or Christmas, they'll have a little bit more of, uh, you know, time to um, think about the elements of uh, the painting that they've uh, chosen, that um, you know, the texture, the shape, the form, the content, because we did give them um, this help with the um, vocabulary, uh, the language of, uh, um, of art, let's say. And uh, yes, we need to be positive, don't we? Um, and I mean, uh, don't we all have paintings in our house? Uh, um, I mean, I mean uh, uh, Natasha, uh, what? When was it that I saw these paintings of yours? Uh, and I was really uh, struck. And that's why I talked to you and I said, why don't we talk about paintings? Why don't you tell us something <laughs> about your paintings? Well, uh, to tell you the truth, I'm really into paintings. That's why I sent you. When you when we talked about art and how to, to create this last episode of Teacher's Coffee, uh, when you suggested art and uh, asked me for your opinion, I sent you this photograph of my mini collection. It's like, you know, museum art um, miniatures. And I, it, it is a collection. I collected that one by one throughout. Um, I mean, it took me about two years to, to gather them all. So, yes, uh, I will upload them on Teacher's Coffee group later on since mm. you revealed my mini collection because I really love art and I really love paintings. That's true. Please do. And I'd like to ask George, to, George, what kind of paintings um, attract you, would you say? Well, thanks for the question, because I, I'm actually the opposite uh, to Natasha, compared to Natasha. I, I cannot say, it's a very harsh comment saying that I'm not very much into art. I could say that I'm not, um, it's not my forte. Okay, so I would like to be part of one of your classes. And maybe you can intrigue me with similar questions, you know, and try to find out all the hidden meanings, you know, the literature around the paintings. Um, I like Van Gogh, but... To tell you the truth, it's more like um, this is a very uh, an instinctive answer. You know, I, I wouldn't be able to yeah. ground it or excuse it why I do like it. Aesthetically speaking, I do like this style. 
Okay, um, I'm finishing. I know we're running out of time. Um, and now that you mention it, George, um, uh, one of the things that attracted the kids is when I talked about the price of some of the paintings that were sold. Um, even now, I cannot calculate uh, how much, uh, why. Uh, I mean, they're so, so expensive. And now I don't remember uh, which painting it was, that it was something like $300,000. And um, I had to go on the internet and I saw that if I bought uh, one type of um, uh, aircraft, it was actually Boeing uh, 707 and it was uh, less than that. And uh, also I uh, went and saw uh, Ajolina Jolie's house. She sold it for like $25,000. And I said, well, this painting actually is was sold uh, in like four like such similar houses. And um, there are some uh, things about art that are, 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 are puzzling, aren't they? Um, so I think I would, uh, if I told you about the most expensive also paintings in the world, um, yeah, you would be a bit more interested as well, I think. <laughs> you definitely have my attention now. Yeah, <laughs> especially with yes. Angelina Jolie. <laughs> oh yes, it was on the PowerPoint. Unfortunately, I cannot share it because I was trying to translate how much Paul Gauguin, Paul Gauguin, for example, uh, and it was like three hundred. And say, how much is three hundred thousand million? And so I put in this seven oh seven Boeing. It was two um hundred eighty. But it was less. And then the house of Angelina Jolie, and I showed that to the kids. I mean, they they had evidence in front of them. They realized that that's for real, somehow. But um, what I like about art is that it fixes my mood. Um, just a pure color, for example. Well, it was really enjoyable, Zafi. Thank you very much for sharing all this information of yours. And uh, I will have to renew uh, the invitation for next year. And uh, maybe, who knows, if we're finally free to to be together at, at the same room, in the same room, maybe I will have the chance to interview the kids of the school again. The kids. I would say the kids, yes. I think that's, um, it's always more interesting. Um, I hope that we could do that. I'll uh, find a way. Um, so, um, shall I thank you so much for hosting me, for giving me the opportunity to talk about my passion. Uh, George, all the best to you, your family, and Natasha to you, and uh, uh, Teachers Coffee and Express that's backing you up behind. And to everybody listening, um, all the teachers, all these fantastic people that come up with new ways of doing things. Thank you, Zafi, so much. The pleasure was all ours, Zafi, and we wish you all the best for this Christmas. It's going to be a different one for everybody, but I'm sure with optimism and, uh, you know, um, this zest for life and learning, um, we can go through it. Indeed, zest and zeal, Zafi. <laughs> <laughs> All the Z's together, connected. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, Zafi, and uh, over to us, George, now. We'll have to...
tell you that I'm I'm so so grateful that you decided to join us for uh, while, while being in your uh, Christmas leave <laughs> because George has started already and and I'm very happy that you finally could, were was able to to join us today. So, um, so um, happy Christmas from me to everyone, and I hope and I that hope you have a beautiful, beautiful holiday, holiday season with your loved ones. And it's a Merry Christmas from me as well. Simply enjoy and see you very soon in maybe 2021. Um, date will be announced very soon. Bye bye. <laughs>